This is episode 70, Growing Outside of Your Comfort Zone. My name is Stephanie. I'm the owner of Stephanie Lane's Institute Beauty Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And I am excited to really podcast. You know, I took a nice good break. It was about three months, maybe four. And it was right after the Esthetician Biddy, Esthetician um, Summit. And I had a lot going on in January, February, March, leading up to the event in April. And so right after it, I was like, oh, let me take a nice long break. And then I picked it back up and I really have been enjoying the interaction that I have with estheticians because there's a lot of estheticians that send me messages, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. And um, we are having conversations in my DMs specifically about just aesthetics you know, a lot of people have told me, especially my folks in my esthetician business community, oh, you know, I got to book a Stephanie coaching call. I got to book a Stephanie talking to. And I'm very direct. And I totally know that I'm not for every single person, right? And there's some estheticians that can take me kind of at a length, right? They can totally do it through social media. They definitely can do it through my podcast or any of the old YouTubes that I have where I did stuff, but there's a length to that. Then there's others that are really intrigued and they listen to my story. They understand that I started off with nothing. I didn't pay myself for 10 years and I had to learn the hard way to consistently earn income while getting over my money issues and understanding that if I wanted to grow my business, I had to have a coach. So sometimes when I did not have money, I was paying a coach and it wasn't to get more money. It was to help me change my mindset. So when you start growing outside of your comfort zone, it's a couple different things. One, it's not you. It's being accountable to the person you asked to be your accountability partner. It's also setting up systems so that they give you what you're asking for in your comfort zone. From your comfort zone, it's easy. You're fine. You've been going along to get along. You're paying bills. You haven't gone on vacation. You haven't had a raise. You don't pay yourself consistently, but you're okay. Money comes in sometimes, money doesn't. And the thing for me that was really hard was when you're hearing the coach you hired say, it's time to expand. There's only so much that you can do on your own. So when do you expect to do that? I love that question, right? When do you expect to do that? Well, I didn't and I don't. And then she would laugh. She's like, oh, you're so funny, Stephanie. I'm not kidding. I've been doing it all this time. Why would I? What? That's not, no. I had teams when I had spas and I just, you know, I did it twice. I did the team thing and it's just not for me. She was like, oh yeah, that's very different. She's like, but if you really want to get to the next level, <laughs> you're going to have to hire some people. And that means that your payroll is going to have to be tight and right. And you're going to pay them every week because that's what you've set up. Oh, okay. And so being outside of my comfort zone was a place I needed to be because if I didn't get out of it, I would not have grown to what I have now. Not at all. 
never because I was comfortable. It got me through. I was satisfied with it. I didn't like it necessarily, but it got me through, right? So when I started working outside of my comfort zone, I started understanding, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. I need someone to tell me. I need someone who's going to continually push me, ask me the hard questions. And I got to answer them because again, I'm spending time wanting to be in this space. And it made sense to me. It made sense to me. What I didn't understand at that point that I do now, that comfort zone is always going to get bigger, but it's never going to be big enough to get to where I am wanting to be. So I'm going to constantly be pushed outside of the comfort zone to grow. And that's mentally, that's physically, obviously that's spiritually. I'm going to have to be pushed because I've been wanting these things, but in order to want them and actually get them, I'm going to have to go out there to get it. It's not going to come to me. I didn't learn that lesson when I opened my business. I didn't know that. I thought that I was going to be able to do everything. I might be able to outsource a couple different things. I might be able to delegate a couple of different things. And maybe I'll start with a part-time person, part-time, 20 hours a week, just maybe. Yeah, no, no, because it wasn't enough. I had, I had worked to the max. I was not able to give any more. I didn't have any more time to give. You know, in order for me to keep the balance of being a business owner, being a single mom, and then spending time with my daughter, even though she was heavily in dance, I still needed to be present for her, but I could only do so much. There was only a certain, there's always a certain amount of hours in the day. There's only so much I can do before I tap out. Like it was, it was inevitable and it was really disappointing to think that I could. And the reason I kept thinking I could do everything, and I know many of you are thinking this, is because you don't want to give up the money to get what you need. You don't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Good Lord, no. Mm -mm. That's not my plan. I can run it. I've been running the show like this. And then when you get that laugh, oh, honey, yeah, no. It's, it's. It hurts your feelings because like, but you're telling me that I can't do it. I have been doing it. I think I've been doing a pretty good job. So why are you laughing? And then you get the, you have been doing a good job, but you need help. And help can come any way you want it. What are you comfortable with doing first? What are you allowing to have help in first? I'm so glad that I had that experience because even in the coaching that I do, I try to take that vantage point. I nudge, but I try to take that vantage point. So what are you comfortable with doing? What would make you comfortable? Because that first little step of you still feeling comfortable eventually is going to get you outside of that comfortable. It definitely is. But from my own experiences, I really try to explain that the comfort zone is really, really comfortable just to you. It's not going to bring growth. It's not going to bring the income you're looking for. It's not going to bring the clientele you're looking for. It's not going to bring any of that because it's comfortable. Once you get uncomfortable and you're outside of that zone, that's when all the magic happens. And I know this is such a cliche thing to say in business, but it is really where the magic happens. 
It's not in the comfortable state. It's uncomfortable. And then when it becomes comfortable, it's time to move again into uncomfortable. And I'm constantly challenging estheticians. I'm constantly challenging myself to get to the uncomfortable. If it's comfortable, it's it's time to grow. So if I'm speaking to you right now and you're comfortable, you have things in place, it's working for you, you're okay with it, it's time to move to that point of being uncomfortable again. And uncomfortable is not a bad thing. I think we have attached negative feelings around being uncomfortable, but being uncomfortable means you're going to start paying attention. When you're comfortable, you don't pay attention. You just let it go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. You're, you're calm. Oh yeah. Hey, 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 that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're uncomfortable, you start asking questions like, but why? And show me who's doing this that actually is getting the results they want. You start asking questions. And so I really like to kind of help people understand the comfort zone is not where your business should be. If you're in the comfort zone and your business is there too, it's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to step out that comfort zone. And I get the response all the time where it's like, well, you know, yeah, I know that I haven't seen a few clients in a while. Yes, I haven't contacted them. And I probably could, you know, put my first book group together. I probably could sell more retail. I definitely could do a price increase based off my cost per service. But um, I'm not sure when I want to do that. I love those conversations because these are the common conversations that I pretty much have with everybody. And I love these conversations because then I get to really say very clearly at the end of it, because I listen. I ask one question, what do you want? What is it that you want? Do you want more time to yourself? Do you want more money? Do you want to be able to go on vacation maybe once a quarter, twice a year? What is it that you want? Because the business is providing for you, but is that all the business is doing? Wouldn't you want it to do more? And then I get, well, yes. And then I go and I, you know, I, I go for the jugular sometimes. And I said, what if your business could be paying your mortgage? I love that one. I love using that one. That was my go-to. And then I get the, huh? Or what if the, what if the business was paying your rent in your apartment or condo? Huh? Yeah. What if the business paid for that? What would happen? Or what if your business was paying your medical and your dental insurance? How would you feel? And those are simple things, right? Those are things if you set your business up just right, could absolutely happen. Absolutely happen. For me, it's getting you kind of to start thinking about it because if you're thinking about it, you're going to be curious as to how other people are doing that. And then you're ready to really kind of get out of your comfort zone and start asking questions because you're going to say, and I know you listening right now, you're saying, wait a minute, what? There's aesthetic businesses that are paying their mortgage and their rent. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And when you really kind of look at it from a different vantage point, when you have one of the biggest bills, right, it's always going to be where you stay and then it's going to be some type of insurance, right? If that was being taken care of, then now it's a different kind of understanding because now you're understanding that the business can provide for you. You may not have set it up that way, but it's not too late and you could. So I go back again, what if it was paying your mortgage or paying your your um, lease at your apartment or condo? What if the business was providing your medical and your dental and your vision insurance? What if your business was paying your 401k? How would that make you feel? And it it's an honest question because I am very surprised at how many estheticians don't know that this is possible. Actually, I'm not, I am surprised, but I'm not surprised. It's because no one talks about this type of stuff because we want to stay in our comfort zone. We want, we don't want to insult people. We don't want to assume that they know. But again, for me, it was really eye-opening when I started hiring people for business and then getting around people who do business and understand how all of it works, right? I truly believe it's because many of us come from a two-parent, one-parent working household. When you come from that type of upbringing, you're not around people that do business. So you may be the first person in your family to do business in this way, right? I know I am. So I had no one to learn from because I came from working class. So why would you know? How would you know? So then when you start talking about it and I say those things, estheticians are very intrigued. They're very intrigued because they really didn't realize that they're not even using their business to 50% of what it can provide for you. How do I know that? Because I'm doing it. So when I share and we set these things up, especially when we have estheticians who are, are working with me and we set the system up, that's one system that goes on forever. Because we get so tied up into, well, the business has all these expenses and I need to make enough to have these expenses. And then whatever's left over, I'm going to give to myself. No, we're going to change that a little bit. Because once you start being a part of the expenses, now your bills are paid for because you're an expense now. And it's hard to get people to get to that space. But once you're there, it's like, I should have been here from the beginning. Why did I work so hard? It's not that you didn't, that you work so hard. It's that you didn't know. It was an epiphany that happened for us probably right when we moved to Dallas, that we were not utilizing our business to even 50% of what it could do for our family. And it didn't dawn on me to understand how people do business. I didn't want to look at people's success. I didn't want to see how much money they were making. I wanted to see how people were doing business. 
And so, of course, when we moved here, we had to have a new bookkeeper, we had to have a new CPA, we had to get all these things in place. And when I hired my new bookkeeper, so my bookkeepers that I have are money people. I'm not a money person, right? I like money, but I'm not a money person. Yeah, I hope you understand what that means. But when I work with them, they look at money very different. CPAs look at businesses very different. So I was trying to put myself into the position to understand what all can my business do for me? Let's talk about me as an owner and then let's talk about me as an employee. What what can the business do? And those were the right words for my bookkeeper at that time to break it down all the way. So not only did we talk about um, the insurance side and obviously the salary side and being able to get bonuses and all these things, right? We also talked about how to grow that 30% of what the business can do for us to 50% to getting it to the right you know, um, level so that it actually made sense and it was beneficial. But I could never have done that because I don't think in that way. I don't talk to people like that. I don't, I don't, I just wouldn't know to even discuss those types of things. But the fact that I asked her those specific questions opened up a wealth of knowledge. And of course she works with other big businesses and she said, oh no, you know, this is how they do it. They're not paying them individually. They're paying their business. Wait, what? So they have more than one business? Oh, absolutely. So I might actually do a part two to this if you are interested in hearing this. Um, because for me, it definitely pushed me outside of my comfort zone, but it also grew the business because now I'm not, even then when we set those systems up, it wasn't anything about, oh gosh, where is the insurance going to come from? Oh gosh, where, where are we going to do the mortgage or how are we going to do the rent or how are we going to do this? No, it's our, there's systems that are in place. And business is very interesting. Business is constantly changing. Business has a lot of stuff that happens that if you're not really paying attention, will go over your head, right? Many of you, when you opened your solo, you probably did it, you know, under, uh, 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 definitely not under LLC or S Corp, depending on your state, you just did it under, you know, a sole prop, right? So when I started actually understanding how all of these business structures work and what businesses do, it started making sense. And then I, I love going to Google and I love researching who does what. So I try to do a challenge after every podcast. I'm going to have you go down a rabbit hole. Pick anyone that you admire or someone that's in business that you, you know, you'd love to see um, what they do, right? Take, take anyone. Doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how rich they are. I want you to look at how their businesses are set up, how their business structures are set up. See, because me being from working class, being an employee was one of my goals and I just kind of stopped there. 
When you're on Google and you're researching someone that you admire, they're, they're well off, they're wealthy, they're making good income. Look at how many businesses they own. Look there. Like we always think the rock is being paid as the rock. No, people pay rocks as businesses and he's employed in those businesses. He owns them and he's employed. Oprah, same thing. You don't pay Oprah, you pay the corporation. So look up your famous person that you see, see how many corporations they have. And that's how they earn income is through corporations. They're being paid through their corporations. They're probably owner and employee. So they're getting the front end and the back end. And then just go down that rabbit hole. I may have to come back and do another one on this because I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait, what? But if you're already in my esthetician business community and you're already coaching with me, we're working on this absolutely coming in the new year. So enjoy that, that rabbit hole. You're going to be kind of surprised. So yeah, if you want me to send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook, you listen to this and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of interested. Can you do a part two? I'll do a part two if I get enough interest. All right, guys, until next time.